So today we're going to talk about selfies. There's not a lot of old people by the looks of it, so I'm sure we all know what selfies are. If you don't know what a selfie is, basically you grab a camera and you point it towards yourself and you take a photo of yourself. I think selfies, they, be, um, they became really big with the rise of digital cameras and social media. Now, just in case you don't know what a selfie is, I'm going to show you a couple of selfies, okay? I don't take selfies myself. So um, I was wondering, who is someone that is so full of themselves that I, I just know if I go to their Instagram, their Facebook, they'll have a couple of selfies. So it didn't take me long for me to find someone with a couple of, um, with a couple of beautiful selfies. So I'm just going to share my screen with you, okay? Now, how do you know that Sam is the true selfie king? As you can see, he's got a selfie stick. So this man truly is the king of selfies. Not only that, he cropped out Haley out of every photo. I didn't Photoshop this. He pointed the camera at himself and he, did it. he didn't even aim it at, at Haley. So this guy truly is the selfie king. So that's what selfie is. Now, I want to take you back to a time before selfies. You'd go to beautiful Europe. Let's say you go to Paris. Yeah, let's go to Paris. You see this amazing architecture. Let's say the Arc de Triomphe. Why not? You see the Arc de Triomphe, absolutely beautiful. Now, before selfies, you would just stare at it and you would admire that amazing building. You'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Look how beautiful that is. But now with the rise of selfies, you got people like Sam who think it's a good idea to put their face in front of it and put the beautiful building in the background. So that's what a selfie is. Um, and before you think, let's take a photo maybe, I'll share it with some people. Um, but yeah, today people think instead of just being in the moment, enjoying that beautiful sight, what people do is, is they put their face in front of it. So kind of crazy if you, if you think about it. Let's go to first um, verse. Can you go to second Timothy chapter three? First one. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of selfies. You see that? That's what it says in my Bible. Men will become lovers of selfies. Now, we often think about these passages and we just think, you know what? They're talking about people in the world, um, people without God. That may be true, but the writer is writing this, this letter to the church here. And I think this list can apply to us as well. It's just people in general. And he's saying people will become lovers of self, lovers of selfies. And like I said, I think it can apply to us as well. He's warning us that people can come to church thinking about themselves. And he says it'll get bad in the last days. So the Bible is warning us here. And I'd like to ask ourselves, um, how do we come to church? Do we think, man, I really want to sit in that chair. No one better sit in that chair. That's my chair. Um, I don't really want to talk to her. Um, yeah, let's go talk to him. Man, the pastor better give a good talk today. Better be something I can get something out of. We better sing my favorite hymn. I'm going to be so angry if you don't sing my hymn. And you can come to church in selfie mode. I've, I've done it heaps of times where you're just looking at yourself. You come in, you're looking at yourself thinking, you know, you've got all these things going on in your life. You tell people, hey, come here, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at my issues. And you know what? I'm just going to speak out of my own experience. Some of the most miserable times that I've had in my life were when I was stuck in selfie mode. And I see it in people around me as well. 
Some of the most miserable people that I see around me are people that are stuck in selfie mode. They can't see anything or anyone but themselves. And I think the best thing that we can do today or this year, maybe it's not too late yet for a, for a New Year's resolution, is that there's actually a button on your phone. Do you know that? Sam, did you know that? You can turn selfie mode off. So if you push that button, it takes you off selfie mode and you can't see yourself anymore. And I've been coming to church my whole life. I've had, I've had many spiritual ups and downs in that time. There's been times that I was super close to God and there's been times that I was far away from God. And you know what I've learned is the secret to real joy in Christ is to get off selfie mode and to look at something better and something more beautiful than myself. And you do this, you grab this phone and instead of pointing it at yourself, you point it to the sky, you look to God and you, you go like this, you point it to the people around you and you take the focus of yourself. You point it to your brothers and sisters and the people out there. You know, you look at God, you look at Jesus, you look to others and you take yourself out of the picture. And it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? When you think, wait, I've got a problem. L look at me, look at me. But honestly, it's the best thing that you can do for yourself is to look at others. You know, the Bible in, in Proverbs says, he that waters sell himself be watered. Something like that, loose, loose quoted. But if you're looking after other people, you're looking at God, looking to other people, you'll be taken care of. And let's just go to Psalms 27. Um, King David, probably one of my favorite characters in the Bible because he's, I think he's quite relatable for me. Psalm 27, verse four. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, David went through all sorts of highs and lows in his life. And he's saying, if there's only one thing I could ask for, if there's only one thing I could do, it would just to be to stare at God, just to be with God forever, just to stare at God's beauty. And this is so lost in this generation, probably my generation especially. We feel we need to be in the center of every picture. And then we wonder why we're not truly fulfilled. The secret to joy is pushing that button and starting to stare at God. And you realize there's this amazing being up in the sky or wherever he is. And you're just like, whoa, God, you're my creator. You love me. You've forgiven me for everything. You've given me this eternal life. And King David, he got it. In this moment, he got it. He just wanted to look at God and be close to God. And he just saw how beautiful that was. And he just thought, why would I want to look at myself? If I can look at God, I can look at something so much more beautiful. Why would I want to look at myself? And that's just what I'm trying to bring across tonight that you might be going through stuff at the moment. You might not be the happiest you've been. Um, you might not feel truly content. And I'm really not trying to take away from your hardships. I know life can be hard and we do go through hardships and there is times that we do really need help. But just having this attitude will bring you so much joy in your life when you just realize there's someone so much better and more beautiful to look at than yourself. Even you, Sam, I know that's hard to believe, but there is someone out there more beautiful than yourself, which is God, of course. You're a close second. So take your eyes off yourself and look at God and look at others. God has gifted us all. He's, he's gifted us all. When, we, when he filled us with the spirit, the spirit can and wants to work through us to bless other people. And we all have a gift and a talent. And we're all so precious. You're all so, we're all so valuable. There's so much potential in all of us. But the sad thing is that there are the occasional people that can go their whole life without figuring out 
what their gift is, what their talent is, because they're not thinking about the common good. So next time when we gather at church, maybe tomorrow when you go to work, you go to school, maybe when you go to your family member, your wife, your husband, your partner, your kids, just have a thought in your head and be like, man, I love these people around me. God, can you please help me? Have a prayer. God, can you please help me and show me? Show me how to, how to be a blessing to these people around me. And I just want to think about them, God. And if you start doing that, you'll become so full. And imagine if we all had that mindset. If everyone just walked into church with that same mindset where we all say, you know, today I'm not going to do anything out of selfish ambitions. What an amazing, we already got an amazing environment. We got a great church, but what it would be an even better place if we'd all enter into that church building like that, that workplace, that school that you're in, it's going to become a better place if you're like that, because that's when God and the spirit can start to move and work in your situation. So guys, don't forget that God is looking down at us tonight and he sees us as his sons and his daughters. Just think about that. The God of the universe, he handpicked you and me and he's now our father and he wants us to be with him forever. And I can, I just hope that we can all remember that, that we don't get complacent, especially the longer that we are in the Lord. I hope that we can remember just how incredible that is. And I hope that can even be overwhelming for you at times that you realize that we have this relationship with, with the father and just knowing that she'll make you so full. So don't come to church dry. Don't go to your kids dry without anything to give. Don't go to your husbands or your wives, your partner. Don't go to them dry. You know, people out there, um, don't go to them without, without anything to give because you've got so much to give. You, you should and you can be such a blessing to the people around you. So make sure that you're overflowing. So why? Because you're staring at God. And that should be so fulfilling, unlike anything else. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. And thanks for the inspiration, Sam. Much appreciated.